everyone. Welcome to Bad End Podcast. I don't know why I said that so weird. Uh, episode 55, I'm Katie McCarthy <laughs> with US Gamer. And it's been a minute. I wasn't on the last episode because I was very busy and I had wisdom tooth surgery later that week. So I had to cram like a whole week's worth of work into like two days. Uh, but I'm joined by just one co-host this week. Hi, everyone. I'm Josh Calixto. You can find my work typically on Kotaku.com. And Kyle's out. What is he doing? Do we know what he's doing? Is just is he just out? He's gone. He's at some conference or something uh, like that. Being a like social a, yeah, networking butterfly. butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Typical Kyle, you know. Typical. Oh yeah, he was at PAX, right? He was at PAX West. I think so. Yeah. 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 He's at PAX. He was busy. I was not at PAX West, unfortunately. Everyone, it was like the one year, like last PAX West, there was like a couple people I knew there. But this PAX West, like, pretty much everyone I know in the industry was there. <laughs> so I was kind of bummed I wasn't there. So I was like, what the hell? Like, so many people I know, like, people like that I'm just, like, friends with in non-game circles were there for some reason. And it was just, like, a popping off PAX West this year. Uh, and, like, my my team member, or, like, my coworkers, they hosted a bunch of panels. Apparently, they're all super successful, which is great to hear um, if you were at PAX West and went to one of my coworkers' panels. Cool, thank you, I guess. Good shit. <laughs> Good shit, you know? Yeah. Uh, I know Meanwhile, I- Katie was sitting at home with FOMO. Yeah, I was. Honestly, I had major FOMO. I played uh, a lot of Control. <laughs> that was kind of my weekend. did I. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk which, about that. Which we'll talk about. That was pretty much, yeah, that was my whole weekend. It's just Control. Like, I bought it Friday night, and then the day after... I saw on Twitter from Wario64, you know, that deals, man. He's always tweeting them hot deals. And he was like, oh, yeah, Control's like $38 on Target and Amazon right now. (laughs) And I was like, I just fucking bought this yesterday. I'm like, that's that's a meal right there. Yeah, like I would have been less pissed if I bought it that Tuesday. Because it's like, well, I bought it on launch day. Like, you know, it's to be expected. But I bought it the night before this deal went live. Mm. The night before. That's not fair. But whatever. I'm having a great time with Control. So I'm not that upset. I bought it on launch day and I feel pretty, still feel pretty bad about it. So (laughs) (laughs) wait, so how far are you in Control? So I'm like, I want to say like midway through. I'm assuming I just got the flying ability. I uh, reunited with a character um for no spoilers people that aren't haven't played it yet um so i don't know if i'm like close to the end it feels like kind of like middle because i feel like a bunch of side quests keep popping up that i want to just go and do because i've been kind of just doing the some side quests like along the way where it's like i pick up a note and then it's like hey you can go find this thing and do the side quest and then they usually unlock an ability uh, which I find is a very strange way to gate abilities, honestly. Like, you can only learn how to dash by doing the certain side quest. And same with, I think, doing the shield thing is, like, another side quest thing. And I think it's, like, a very strange way to yeah. gate abilities. Because there's people that probably won't pursue those. Because, like, oh, I don't want, I just want to mainline it. And it's, like, well, then you'll never get a cool shield, which is actually super helpful <laughs> and stuff. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. And... I mean, the other ones, I guess it makes sense to the way they're gated off. It's kind of like Metroidvania-esque type thing where you need to do it to get past a certain part. Yeah. But um, I mean, I guess I'll talk about like the kind of annoying aspect of this in a bit when we start talking about 
what, what's annoying us about the design aspects of this game and stuff like that. But I want to start out by saying that I beat this game in like a couple of days. Damn. And um, yeah, <laughs> I how far like, am I then? Am I like close to the end you're or pretty far? You're pretty far. I mean, okay. you're you're getting there. Um, okay. But the thing is, like, that I really enjoy about this game is the mood, the atmosphere, the just the art direction and like the world design are fucking incredible. Like, I think about these this architecture in my dreams. I like when I think of this game, it like puts me in a specific place and just like the darkness of it, the brutalistic architecture aspects of it the way that everything comes together in like the color palettes and the different um, like biomes and like ecologies that are going on there is really neat. Uh, all that stuff just comes together in a way that I is really, really dope. And I wish more video games would kind of latch onto. Uh, and it, it's all tied together with these kind of like pulpy outer limits, twilight zone scp archives fiction that i think does really well um but i do like i that being said there's like a lot of little underlying issues that when i talk about them like it's like all i talk about but it does not detract from the actual experience in playing the game that much i just wish like sometimes that some of these aspects of it were a little bit less pronounced you know what i'm saying yeah, I wrote like a short little article at the top of this week about Control and specifically like how I really like the collectibles in it. Um, and I feel like my biggest grievance with it is I don't really like playing it, if that makes sense. Like, I don't think the game part of Control is that good. Like, it just feels there's something like imprecise about like the shooting. The shooting just doesn't feel I feel like most of the gun types just don't feel great. Like I like there's like a sharp there's kind of like a charge up shot it's like i think it's called sharpshooter or something uh that i like and then there's like a shotgun type version of the weapon and then there's the default pistol and i feel like those are like the only three gun types i like like the other ones just kind of feel bad and i wouldn't mm. even say these other like the top three or whatever that are like feel good they're just kind of uh i don't mind using these ones but they all don't like the difference between the pistol and the sharpshooter one, the sharpshooter thing is like obviously stronger. So I feel like I'm more leaning on that one than the pistol, but I don't feel like they're all different enough. If that makes sense. Like, I guess the shatter is good for crowd control, but I also feel like I already used the throwing ability of just random shit. You could pick up for that. So it doesn't really lend itself to like necessitating having multiple gun types. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, I don't know, and it just like doesn't the combat just doesn't feel that great. It's like a lot. You just like run around. It's not like a cover based shooter. You're just like running in circles, throwing shit, popping off your shield, and then like shooting. And yeah. it's just like I don't know. And like, but the more I'm playing, the more I'm unlocking abilities. Like I just got this ability to like, or a while ago, I guess, to like take over some his people. Yeah. yeah so they yeah. like fight on your side. And I find that to be super duper useful. Like it's almost feels a little OP because they do help out a lot if you just possess like two people and then you're just kind of like, all right, cool. Like I can almost kick back now and let them kill everyone. Uh, and I don't know. And I feel like I'm dying in annoying ways, like missing a jump and taking fall damage. And I'm like, really? Did that that, that yeah. wasn't great, you know? And then you, the checkpoint system shit yeah, the is like annoying. Suck. Um, 
I feel like gameplay wise, I think the shooting and action leaves a little bit of room. Like there's, you know, it leaves some stuff to be desired. Right. But at the same time, I feel like it's the kind of game where and this isn't condoning this as like a design decision or approach. It feels like the kind of game where you have to kind of like make it fun for yourself, like where you figure out the way that you enjoy playing the game or like in a way that makes you feel badass or whatever. And using that uh, thing where you possess those guys that you're talking about, that's a really cool way of kind of doing crowd control and like taking enemies fire off yourself. But for me, it just became the game became just kind of about you know, how quickly and stylishly could I like take out large groups of enemies? Mm. And like the more I played the game, the better I got it where like I could get through like huge groups of enemies without taking hits. But it was because I was like dodging correctly. It's because I Mm. was, you know, taking control of the correct enemies. It was because I was aiming well. And like there was some there were some things that I would do where I just felt like I was like I was making plays, you know, (laughs) I I don't really know how to describe it, except I would do something like you got fucking owned like just yeah. like when you pull something off that's really cool that I would compare it to almost like something in an eSport when you do something really cool. And uh, Control has a lot of that kind of stuff in it that I've started noticing over the course of playing the game. Um, but, you know, to me, it's not so much the gameplay stuff that bothered me about this game as much as it's the tone stuff in the game. Mm-hmm. I've already you know, kind of sung its praises, but really the issues that I have are that it feels like there's so many different interests at play with what the game is trying to do. And a lot of the times they kind of step on each other's toes, not in a way that I think really detracts from the central experience in a way that I would say this isn't a great game because I do think it is a great game. I think it's one of the best games I've probably played this year, but I take issue with the way that, for instance, the storytelling at the beginning of the game is like very abstract and it kind of drops you off in the middle of the story and you're really confused and alienated. You're like, I have no clue where I am. I have no clue how I got here. I have no clue what this building is. I have no clue who these characters are that I'm talking to. And then over the, you know, like two hours into the game, like stuff starts becoming way clearer and they just start answering more and more questions until the entire world just doesn't feel like there's really that many questions that are left unanswered. Um, On top of that, it feels like there's a lot of big discrepancies in the tone to me. It feels like they have this very like kind of serious plot stuff going on where it's like the writing is very serious and, you know, uh, it's like grungy and like dark and it feels like a noir at times. And it's got that like procedural gravity to it. And then there's like these FMV sequences that you'll watch. And it's like, you know, professor, Dr. Darling or whatever that guy's name is. And he's like in a lab with like a coat on. And it looks like the set of Bill Nye, the science guy. And he's like, we've just discovered how to do he looks like doc brown or some shit like yeah it's this weird tonal shift and i understand that that is part of the fact that this game is also influenced by like pulpy tv it's in it's influenced by like the outer limits like and like i said the twilight zone shows that in themselves were kind of like campy in that way and i i fucking love those shows i love that tv but 
the fact that it's mixing together with these more serious elements kind of takes me out of it. And it it's like, sometimes I just wish they had settled on one approach, on one thing, one way of like approaching that situation, as opposed to like trying to split the difference where it's like, we're inspired by this and this and this and this. It's like, are you going to be Bradbury or are you going to be, you know, some daytime TV show from the 70s? You know what I'm saying? Uh, all that stuff. And then the other thing is there's a discrepancy between, I think, the gameplay, the gamey elements of the gameplay, and then the more like abstracted indie-ish versions of the gameplay that mm-hmm. get in each other's way. Like parts of this game remind me a lot of Naissance. I think is how you would pronounce it. N-A-I-S-S-A-N-C-E-E, which is honestly one of the games that has stuck with me the most like out of any game i've ever played it's like a first person platformer that takes place in this like massive brutalist setting i cannot describe that fucking game but you should play it if you have it because it's seriously incredible control takes i don't know if it takes a lot of influence from that like i would have to talk to the people who made control but there's a lot of stuff that's similar between these two games and Nissan's came out like six years ago or something like that Mm -hmm. so you know who knows but control has a lot of those elements of just like exploring this space and you know warping space and time and changing the way that you think about like this stuff that's surrounding you but then at the same time there's like the whole oh a a, a limited time quest popped up and if you do the quest yeah i i hate that stuff like the first time i got it was like what type of this is not a loot like or i guess it's like a weird like they made it a loot game too and the loot does not matter like i I feel like the loot doesn't add anything there's like well we have to keep something in here for people to keep playing you got to be able to disenchant some uh, power-ups and then the way that the weapon power-ups works is like it's not like plus three strength to your weapon when you pick it up it's like you collected a random plus accuracy module that you know depending on what happens when you open the box it'll give you like plus five percent or plus ten percent to weapon accuracy and who knows but that just means you have to keep collecting more potential mods to make your character as good it's just like come on dude why are like why I don't, is this yeah, shit it's in super here? not necessary and like i like they help honestly like i i got some crazy mod that like ups my seize ability to like 70 something percent yeah, so it happens too. so fucking fast i'm just like in a flash like i'm just taking over hiss or whatever yeah but yeah i wish i feel like this would have been better would have been better if it was just like a straightforward like action shooter without this loot shit and without these weird random events like wolfenstein uh youngblood had that too where there's just like random like weekly and month like weekly and daily challenges and stuff and it was like this is not that sort of game. And there's loot in that game too. It's like they're turning more and more shooters are turning into like looter shooters or whatever, even when they're not fit for it. And it's just really bizarre to me because I feel like when it doesn't fit, it like really doesn't fit. Like the new Ghost Recon is also going to be like a looter shooter and fans are like up in arms about it a little bit or up in arms probably over-exaggerating. But people are like, eh, why? It's like, well, it doesn't make any sense. Like, you don't need loot in your game don't put it in there unless that's like what your game is like if it's like a destiny type make it that if it's not you don't need loot i don't know yes 
I totally agree. And it just feels really out of place in a game that sometimes feels experimental. It exactly. feels like it's on the like bleeding edge of like art design and the, the way that the whole thing is laid out is just so new and different than a lot of other games that when you see that stuff, it's just like, why? What is this doing here? Um, and then also like there's just some weird artistic decisions with that whole thing I was telling you about. There's this scene where oh god i don't want to spoil it but you're going through this area it's like a labyrinthine area that is incredible it's like one of the coolest sequences of the entire game but they start playing this like dumbass rock song that's like oh i feel like i've heard about this because like i've seen people say it's a sick scene and i've seen people say it's horrible I've seen like it's both, both ends. I think okay, okay. <laughs> the sequence itself is amazing, but it's playing this like there. Oh, there's some like white like dude who made rock. this decision. Like, hey, let's put like a like a like a weird shitty metal song in the back, and then at the oh. end when you get through that part, the main character's like, "That was awesome!" Like she says that, and you're just I'm just like, "Why, dude? This has nothing." This is like your gamer dudes put together this sequence and they like were able to put it in the soundtrack. And then or there's like, like, the, art, like the, the, the art directors were like, we have this really cool scene. It's going to be great. And then like, you know, some producer guy that's like his music tastes like stuck in the 90s or whatever. He comes up and he's like, you know, she should say that was awesome at the end. And this music should be playing. You guys ever heard of Stone Temple Pilots? <laughs> We can't, I mean, we probably can't get them for the game, but I know this great little band. They sound just like them. And we could put this song in here, man. It'll be great. Dude, I just, this reminded me of this. Uh, I saw The Matrix last night in theaters. It's like the 20th (laughs) anniversary. And it's so funny how much dumb, bad music is in that movie. And it was like, at the time, it was cool. You know, it was like Rage Against the Machine and shit. And at the time, it was like badass. But like, I feel like now we like associate that type of music with like the most generic, like boring action movies. And it's it was, like at the time it was like, yeah, this is so cool. And then yeah. now if you heard a fucking Raging Against the Machine song in a trailer, you're like, oh, buddy, why? <laughs> yeah, it's like ironic, you know, where it's like that. Really, bro? You're not self-aware enough to not put Rage Against the Machine in your trailer? But no, yeah, that's or how like I the, felt. There's a Gears 5 trailer that has that, like, uh, what's it called? Nine Inch Nails song in it. And every time I see it, I'm like, like, what year is it? What year is it? Well, Gears has a legacy to live up to with that first yeah, they, trailer they got, they came they out with. Yeah, they got to put some that weird, Nine Inch Nails like, in there or something. <laughs> um, no, but... So then the other thing about control is like there's weird parts and this is more like a game thing, but there's parts where you have access to an area that you can go to, but you can't progress through that area unless you have like the power that lets you through Mm -hmm. there. But it's super unclear. Like, yeah, it it, is super unclear. They make it feel like you can get through that part if you just do this thing like some secret thing that lets you get past this area or if you do the puzzle right you can get through and it's super unclear about that and i'm like i just wish they would just close that shit just close that shit off or like make it or clear make it that i can't clearer. get through yeah yeah like so i hit the i had i had unlocked this mission i had done some side quests and i had unlocked this mission that was like oh go and tackle this altered object or whatever and then i went oh i went through this whole area, I had like two encounters along the way, 
And I got to this area and there's like this giant abyss, like this giant the anchor, the anchor part. Yeah, yeah, it was the anchor part. Yeah. And I was and then she was like, I don't know how I'm going to get across this. And I was like looking around for like, I want to say like 30 minutes, like how the fuck? Am I? I was like, is there like a weird thing? Do I like pull thing with my gravitational I powers? Did that. I did the same thing. I was like trying so hard to figure it out. And then I just like gave up eventually. And then when I got my flying ability, I was like, oh, I thought I could get across there now. <laughs> yeah. I haven't tried it yet. I'm, I'll Folks who haven't actually. played Control, if you get to the ashtray maze or the anchor uh, oh, I, I, object I did the of power. Maze, or I did like one thing and I was like, eh, I like I can figure this out now. Those so things, just skip them till later. You'll know. You'll know when it's time. Okay. You'll thank me later because I died on those parts many times and I had to replay them multiple <laughs> yeah. times. And uh, yep. only to realize that I wasn't supposed to do them yet in the video game. So that sucks. The other thing, the writing is like sometimes pretty annoying in this game. Like there's some lines that's just like, okay, bro, you're going way too like you're, you're going too far with this. Like it's just so <laughs> over dramatic. And a lot of the voice acting, I think, is just kind of bad where the inflections are strange. I'm like. Wait, yeah, where? I don't think that the voiceover, like the voice acting is good at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think like it's so weird, like, right? Like, I feel so conflicted about this game. Like, I feel like there's so much I fucking love about it. Like, it's probably my favorite art direction in like a Western AAA game, like just period. It's just like so like beautiful all the time. It's just like, so legit. amazing looking. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, it's really good at like scene framing and stuff in like a way that's really impressive. And usually it's like, I've only seen like, really awe-inspiring like art direction like japanese triple a games usually so it's like really cool to see a western developer just have like really kick-ass art direction and i feel like in the collectibles and like the lore stuff and all the like the secrets you're finding even like the audio logs or when you're like listening to like a radio show or watching that like puppet show threshold kids like there's like so much cool world building stuff in this game but the main story is just like, I just don't give a shit and I just don't think the voice acting is that good. And I, I'm just like not compelled by the main story, which is, I think it's know, this weird thing where like the direction or something was off. Like whoever the director was of these actors was not getting them on the same page to where the acting styles are different depending yeah. on the characters where like Jesse is this very serious character who's like always got this very like intense tone sometimes she lightens up in a weird way that is like i'm yeah. like wait why is she saying this line this way and then she'll be talking to another character who's like oh i'm dope or like oh i'm, I'm like i've been here for years blah 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 like there's just it's just weird they're like the the way that the characters act out certain situations it's like they're on different pages like they got a different script or like they're not speaking with the person in the same room they're just like reading off their voice lines like they're not hearing what the other person is saying to them or like the person who's doing the line reading was like doing the inflection incorrectly so they were like playing off a totally differently inflected line than like what's actually delivered in the scene there's a lot of stuff like that that just feels off um and the other thing is i i measure this game in a way that's kind of unfair as i was playing it in that I measured it based on like what I wanted it to be, which I think a lot of people are going to do when you play any game or experience any mm -hmm. piece of art where you're like, what do I feel like this is trying to be? What do I feel like it could be? What do I feel like it should be? And what do I feel like it is? 
And how do those things line up? And how could this have been done differently? For me, what I really wanted out of this game was this sense of bewilderment that was like lightened by its its tone. And I think that it does a great job with keeping the tone somewhat light. I think it's very serious, but I think, you know, they, they put in some humor, they put in some lightness, they make it so that it doesn't always feel like everything is the craziest thing ever happening. But the element of mystery and bewilderment, I think is something that they don't cash in on well enough throughout the course of the game. Where like, they don't leave you with enough stuff that like leaves you going like, oh, that was a mind fuck. And I know that's cheesy. I know like mind fuck entertainment is like gimmicky and what have you. But I feel like it doesn't even like if you're not going to do the mind fuck thing, at least give me something like especially intriguing to think about because your whole game is about setting up mystery and intrigue. And I'm just not getting that out of it. I think there's a few specific moments where I was like, this is nuts, or this is like really cool, or I really like this idea, or where they're going with this. I think the janitor character pulls that yeah. off really well. He's like got this sense of mystery about him. I still have no clue what the fuck's going on with that dude, which is cool, which I want more <laughs> out of in that game. There's like the whole, um, there's some of the side missions and stuff like that that I really thought were dope in how they delivered that stuff. The clocks mission uh, in yeah, particular. There's some like, really good puzzles whoa. in Control. Like, yeah, pretty much like, so that like in Control for, I guess, the listeners, there's like a sort of like inter, I guess, inner space. I don't know how to like frame it. There's like this weird like middle place called the Ocean Ocean View Motel where like there's a lot of puzzles in there and they're like very small. They're pretty like when you start thinking about them, they're pretty easy to figure out. But like they ha- they like each puzzle in that motel, it's like there's like a rule in threes. So it's like each time you ring the bell, a door opens up, and then you kind of like look in the room. And you're like, okay, what am I supposed to be figuring out in here? And then you're kind of figuring it out like e- by each room or whatever. And I don't know, they're just like really clever small puzzles. They aren't like oh, here's some shapes, and you gotta fit in these shapes type thing like you would see in like Uncharted or whatever. Or like, let me look at my notes and let me match them up here. It's like more logic based and each like puzzle has like its own unique logic to it based on whatever you're trying to figure out or where the object of power thing is. And I don't know. I just think the puzzles are very clever uh, and not and they're not like super. I'm not like banging my head against the wall to figure them out. It's like usually not that long until I'm like, okay, cool. I got it. Uh, But they just like, you know, they're clever. Yeah. And it's like it's not just clever in the sense that like when you find the solution, you're like, oh, that was really neat. It's like clever in the the sense that it's like they're visually interesting. They yeah. lead you to unexpected places. And I really like that stuff. Um, to go back to what I was saying before about like the the mystery that doesn't go on that goes kind of untapped, in my opinion. I feel like I think of one of the big things in this game is ob- objects of power that you were talking about, Katie, where. Um, essentially this game takes place in this supernatural space called the oldest house, which is fucking cool. Like that's, that's like, that's an interesting idea. That's like constantly warping. It has no set shape or like mood to it. And that's, that's like a really cool thing. But inside of the oldest house is the federal bureau of control, 
and they're kind of like responsible for all the supernatural shit that goes on, all the paranormal stuff. They kind of uh, keep all that shit under control and under wraps. And so it doesn't go out to the public and freak everyone out or like destroy the world. That stuff's cool. But they harness what are called objects of power or OOPs as they're referred to <laughs> in the game, which is, you know, just give, give me a sense of like the kind of tone. It's like a funny oops. They make a couple oops puns in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the objects of power are like just items in everyday in everyday life that get essentially taken over or possessed by supernatural entities or they kind of take on this like weird life of their own. They start doing weird things. And that stuff is all very familiar to anyone who has followed the like SCP archive stuff in the past where they have like documents talking about like a possessed stroller baby carriage that like spews out smoke every once in a while or like a refrigerator that eats people or like a telephone that like connects different dimensions. And all of those things are pretty dope in and of themselves. But the way that those things have been explored in the past, if I look at like a thing like Twilight Zone. Like you have an entire episode dedicated to a talking doll, which is totally like an object of power that you would see in control. Very similar type of thing. The Twilight Zone, like it dedicates this like 30 minute space to like exploring the like spookiness, the like weirdness, the sheer alien, alien horror of a doll that talks and like not knowing where it came from or what its intentions are and all that stuff. And it fleshes that stuff out in a way that's not necessarily mind fucking, but it sticks in your brain because they explore like the sinister, unknowable nature of this item. And control just kind of does the setup. It throws these objects at you and says like, this is a thing that does this, but it doesn't take that stuff anywhere most of the time. And I think that's one of the things that like, I just wish that I saw more of out of this game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I feel like what I really like about the collectibles in particular is they sort of flesh that out, you know? It's like you'll get these, like, heavily redacted documents, which I think are pretty funny, of, like, oh, like, this thing happened in this place, and it's, like, a bunch of black bars across, like, all of, like, the identifying information, but... And then there's, like, weird inner office memos. Like, there's one that I really remember really clearly towards the start of the game that I found, where this guy's, like... Hey, like the bathroom on my floor disappeared. Like, I don't know where it went because it's like the building's always shifting. So it's like just rooms disappear sometimes. Oh, yeah. And he's like, can someone find the bathroom and put it back? Like, I don't have a bathroom close to me now. And it's like, it's, I can't like deal with this. Or there's like this office that you can access later uh, once you get like a higher card to like access certain doors or whatever. And there's just sticky notes everywhere. And then you find a note like on a desk that's like, some for some reason the sticky note just started duplicating everywhere on my office and i cannot use my office anymore so i'm working from home from now on and mm-hmm. it's just like there's this like funny little tidbits you'll find like all across that kind of like illustrate the world more and you're like oh it's like really fascinating but also it's just like a one and done type thing that i think is just helps flesh out the world a little more and the other thing is another cool thing that also comes with a caveat <laughs> is that I feel like a lot of the mystery and like potential in this game comes in exploring the space where you will be walking around and you're like, wait, did I come here before? Did I see this? Or like you'll find a room that you didn't, you know, existed. 
and or like you just don't know what's going on in this area of the map or like what you're supposed to be finding a certain area. Sometimes it really feels like you're exploring someplace that like you're not supposed to be. And that's a very rare feeling in video games to me where it feels like a space is like secret or there's this air of mystery about it where it's like not even marked on the map and you're just mm. here and you're like, what the hell is going to be here? What happens is I'll find one of those places and either a, it's a part that I'm supposed to go to later in the game, <laughs> which is like already like, ah, eh, well, I guess it's just like an area that I can't interact with, but is here. Um, and I'll just be back here later and it'll trigger a cutscene, which is like kind of a shitty feeling. Or it's an area that is secret. And then what happens if you find a secret area? It's like it says hidden area discovered plus one ability point. And then when you walk around in the hidden area, it gives you a, like a box that you can open and it gives you a weapon modification or some shit. And you're like, OK. <laughs> I, I don't want that. Like, I don't want yeah. a weapon mod. I don't want an ability point. I want like some fucking weird thing to like come out and jump at me or like some portal that I go into that gives like think of fucking Skyrim when you go into that painting or like or uh, sorry, that's Oblivion, right? And just think of any game that like takes you to the, a place that you don't expect. I want more of that. And the thing is that this game can do it. It's capable of that. It does that many times. But I, I guess I just wanted it more. I just wanted the whole game to be that kind of thing, man. And maybe that's unfair. But I've said this before, and I think it's going to come true, which is I think Control is going to have a sequel that is oh, going sure. to like define. It's going to be like a generational great game. That's my that's my Damn, take. That's a bold because I think they're going to they're going to be like, OK, this was like this game did well. Well, maybe if it does, it should it should do well enough to get a sequel. But it feels like the type of thing where like they'll double down on the weird stuff because they know that there's an audience for it and that they'll actually enjoy it. And I feel like it'll be a better game because of that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I hope they make a sequel. I feel like there's like. So much cool shit about this game. It has, like, a really cool world. Like, I feel like the combat could work with some tweaks. If they didn't make it a loot game, if they, like, tightened it up a little bit, if, like, maybe there's, like, more enemy variety. I feel like a part of it is, like, the enemies are so repetitive that I feel like I'm not mixing up my playstyle because I'm just, like, doing the same shit over and over again in a way. Like, I'm not, like... And the combat arenas, I feel like sometimes they lend themselves to like, oh, maybe you can like fly up high and do do some crazy shit or like throw a missile back or whatever. But I feel like a lot of the opportunity, a lot of the time, it's just like, all right, I'm just kind of like doing headshots and then I'm throwing a box or like a plant or something or concrete and just you know running in a big circle. Uh, so yeah, I don't know, and I feel like there's like so much potential and like with this being an ever-changing space it's like what if there's like other buildings like this what about the second oldest building like who knows you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sequels in the second oldest building <laughs> also for like an ever-changing like and morphing space it's so weird how like none of that stuff really happens until you like get to the control point and then you retake yeah. it and then then that's when the house decides to shift back i feel like they could have played with that more Especially uh, when I compare it with yeah. Nissan's 
anyway, yeah. all that's to say, Control's a dope game. Um, play it. It really is. I'm like, I was so on the fence about it because I didn't like what I played a demo of it a while ago yeah. for the gameplay. I was like, I wasn't, and I still feel kind of the same way about the gameplay. But like, I feel like the other stuff is so cool that it's like definitely pulling me through. Uh, and I feel like the as I'm playing more, the the combat's better. It's like opening up, and I'm like, okay, I'm having like more of a time with this. Yeah, than me just being like, ugh. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's a shame. I wish the game part was better, and I wish it didn't have those gamey elements like loot and stupid random daily timed missions, which are just like so dumb. They're in every dude. they're in every game now, and I just don't think they're ever fun. It just, just feels like a chore. Them. I just ignore them. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah I no did point. one. Because I was curious and I didn't really get that much of a reward for it. I was like, well, what's the fucking point for me going all the fast traveling here to do this? Yeah. It's stupid. Let's talk about Telling Lies, yeah? Because we both played that. Yeah. Yeah. Another game we both played. I reviewed it. You did. The hot new game from Sam Barlow of Silent Hill Shattered Memories, right? That's the game he did? I don't he know. Wrote, directed? He directed? Her story. I think so. Wait, and her story. I think I was like, I might be totally wrong. I might be thinking of a different guy, but he did some AAA game before going into uh, her story, his okay. independent project. Uh, Telling Lies is a little different because it's not just him this time. It's like him and Furious B, which is development studio. Uh, and he has a co-writer, Amelia Gray. So it's not just like a solo joint like her story was. Her story. I think he had like programmers and stuff, but that was like his game. And Telling Lies is like, he directed it and shit and co-wrote it, but it's not like fully 100% a Sam Barlow joint, but it's still pretty much a Sam Barlow joint. Yeah. So this game is you're essentially looking through video files on an external hard drive um, that are searchable by transcript. So you can like type in a word and then all the videos that have that word in it will pop up. Well, the top five videos that have that word in it will pop up. That's kind of just like a design cheat where you, if you type in a word, it won't pop up. Like you, you have to like kind of do some digging to find all the yeah. other ones uh, as opposed to just having all the videos laid out in front of you. Cause that would take away some of the progress and mystique of the story. Um, and it, it, you know, it follows this dude, David who fucking sucks. Fucking is a butthole. He's a butt. He sucks. He's booty. He sucks. He's a butt. He's yeah. like an He's agent for the FBI. He's like yeah. cheating on all these women. He's Damn, like, I was about to like, I was about to like not reveal anything and you're just laying it all the out. Titu <laughs> the titular lie teller, David. Um, David. No, but yeah, I mean, you figure all that stuff out pretty early, right? Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. The like the first thing, thing I figure out, I was like, okay, these two are married. And then he's saying boo. He doesn't say boo with his wife. So who the fuck is Boo? And then I figured that out pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, and also yeah. the first, I think what's kind of neat is like, I'm like, the when I first started playing the game, I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Like, what, I just search for like a name that gets mentioned in this video. And yeah, yeah that's what you're supposed to do. Um, but they start off where the the main character, who is this unspecified woman who is doing research and trying to figure out what happened with these people and why it happened. She gets on this computer, she pulls up the files and types in the word love. And that basically is what tells you all you need to know, because you see like three women and all of them are, you know, in all of those videos, the word love is said in some different mm -hmm. capacity. And, it, you know, the first two video files are like David kind of telling his 
you know, very altered life story, obviously. Um, but that gives away that, like, you know, there's multiple women involved in this story. The thing about this game, my take on it, I guess, is, A, I like it. I think that there's a lot of really cool stuff going on. And I think the reason why I keep playing it and why I want to see the rest is just because I want to see the scenes. I want to see what happens and how things explode. I have a very good idea of exact of like what's going to happen plot wise and like what the characters motivations are. I just want to see like when it all goes down because this game does have, you know, a really cool combination of like settings and environments and where these characters go and what they're doing and how they talk. You know, there's like scenes of David like in bars talking with people. There's scenes of him video chatting with someone there's scenes of him on a boat kind of like going over you know these nefarious plans that he's going to try to carry out there's there's all sorts of like different settings sometimes that stuff blows up sometimes there's like an act of violence that occurs on the screen there's sometimes you're watching like in a very voyeuristic way like some really intense sequence unfold and that stuff is really really neat i think that's my favorite part of this game so far even if I know what's going to happen, I think, well, I think Kyle's issue with this game, he seems to really dislike it, is that um, he <laughs> like, knew what was going to happen in the story. And therefore, a lot of what came after that was not really worth, didn't feel valuable to him. But, you know, even though I feel like I have figured out a lot of what's going on in the plot, I want to see that stuff happen. Um, and there's this cool like meta layer to it where as the woman who's searching through the computer there's this interesting stuff that happens where you see this woman's reflection in the computer screen as if it's like you looking at the computer yeah but it's like a woman who's looking through it and then stuff will happen in the room that this woman is sitting it always in. scared the shit out of me me too like every time you get interrupted i'm like what the? i would like grab my chair and that would be in the room my partner would be like across the room and he'd like look over and be like are you okay i was like I just got really startled because they like interrupted me like because I'd be like ready to do the next search. I'm like, OK, I'm like I'm writing down my notes. And then it's like the cat jumps on the keyboard at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, which is pretty funny. Uh, and it was just like, oh, God, or like her boyfriend would like talk to her randomly in the background. It's like, what the fuck? And it telegraphs that tense. stuff, too, in a scary way where it's like you'll start hearing like a cat in the background. You're yeah. like, is there a fucking cat in my room right now? I like look yeah. around. I was like. I don't have a cat. What the hell's where's this cat? Yeah. And then like a cat jumps on the keyboard in the game. And you're like, oh, fuck. What the shit? Yeah. It's so startling. Yeah. It's like those are really good jumps here because like, I would be so in the zone. I'm like, OK, I'm like, yes, doing some detective work and then just, whoa, shit. Uh, and I think that's like a cool way of breaking that. I hate to say the word immersion, but that's the only word that's coming to my mind right now. It's not, you know, it's like you are like in it you're super engrossed in like watching these people and fast forwarding and something i really like about her or not her story about telling lies compared to her stories you can click on phrases and words in the subtitles so you can like pause the screen and click on it like highlight a word and then jump in and it's kind of like a rabbit hole where it's like keep going and going and going and i felt like i was like following new leads that way rather than typing in keywords a lot of times it's like i would just listen i'm like okay they said this that's interesting i'm gonna click on that and see where else they're talking about this um and i found that really cool i see i'm not it's interesting because a lot of this is like a user experience thing this is a user experience game because it's an interface game yeah. you're you're interfacing with a computer 
And the way that I play the game is I can't do that. I can't just click on the thing, even though like I know I can highlight a specific phrase and like jump into that rabbit hole. I have to like explore all the videos that are already there about this subject mm. that I've already looked up. So the way it works for me is that I have to like, you know, as I'm watching these videos, they'll bring up like Black Sun or like some name, Peter yeah. or whatever. And it's like, I just have to go, okay, remember these names when this video finishes, I type them into the notepad and then keep watching the rest of the videos about this one person and keep compiling notes on like what I should look for next. And then I type in those queries, look at all those videos and then find the next things that I have to do. And so the list gets smaller and smaller as I've gone on through the game. But it's kind of an annoying thing because for me searching through the game that way, the fast forward and rewind functions on the videos are very slow. I Is that is that a thing? That's an issue, right? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's more... I more feel it when it's like a long sequence, you know, like there's like a long pause or whatever, like while someone's listening or whatever, if it's like super duper long, that scroll feels super like slow. I wish it was a tad faster. It's like there's like one time where like, uh, I guess this would be a spoiler. So spoiler alert. Well, there's like a time where like David's telling a bedtime story to his daughter and I was on his or like assumedly someone's telling a bedtime story to his daughter, but it's like just his daughter sleeping. Yeah. And then eventually at the end, and I was fast forwarding. I was like, I wonder if something happens. And then at the very end of the clip, his wife picks up the thing and starts like talking to him. Um, yeah. And it's like a tense sequence. Uh, but there's like stuff like that where it's like rewarding to like be patient and like either watch this little girl sleep, which is kind of creepy or fast forward through it. Um, and I wish that was like a tad faster because I did feel especially like as I was putting more and more pieces together i was getting more and more impatient the more i played of it so yeah. i was like i just wanted i was on i just like i just want to find this one thing i want to see how this one thing plays out that i already know happens because i saw this video way in the future yeah, yeah, where they yeah. address it you know um and yeah. some of those clips are like seven minutes long it's like bro yeah there's some long there's a, there's a lot to watch in this game like i yeah. my when you finish the game you get like a report card type thing and i watched like apparently three-fourths of all the footage and i felt like i had dried up all my notes like i i kept hand, handwritten notes during the game and i felt like oh i've exhausted every curiosity i have by the end of it like i felt like i knew like every character kind of has like one big secret which is makes sense for telling lies as and the name of the game and it like once i figured out those and like some other personal dramas that have kind of like arose like in smaller scale things I felt like I was done and apparently I didn't even see all of it, which is very surprising because I felt like I was kind of, I felt like I was done. Let me ask you something. Is it clear the end of the game? Yeah. Okay. You, you hit a point and then you get the opportunity to basically end it if you want it. It definitely like warns you like, hey, you can't go, but there's like a point of no return warning basically. Okay. It's like more like in the game, like they telegraph it yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty easily. And it's not like when you hit that point, you're not like, done done or whatever it's just like you can activate this thing and gotcha. effectively end your game um okay and it saves like right before that too so you can hop back into if you like end it on accident cool <laughs> uh but you'll know you'll know when you hit the point you'll know it's like a very like oh okay <laughs> yeah gotcha a yeah. couple more notes about taking lies one of which is that i feel sometimes like i did with tacoma where it feels very much like a game 
that was written like by a person who's very much on games twitter who's like thinking about games twitter like there's there's so many of like similar story beats between this and tacoma too when i think about it where it's like there's activism there's like an evil there's an evil corporation this one has like notes of fascism and like you know climate um just the way that like the government interferes in like activism and the way it like tries to sabotage um people who are essentially trying to make the world a better place i think it does go into some more interesting stuff about the way that those groups themselves yeah i was gonna say I was going to say, like, I feel like this game's a little more successful than Tacoma. Or Tacoma, I wouldn't say it was successful at all, but I feel like this game, I felt like I was more interested in that, like, oh, like the FBI infiltrating. I feel like we're spoiling so much about this game. I feel like we have to do a big spoiler warning. Yeah, that's uh, fine. But, yeah. Uh, but, I don't know. Like, I felt like it was, like, fascinating. Like, oh, like, this is, like, when I, I interviewed Sam Barlow back at GDC earlier this year, and he was influenced this by this book that was about like infiltrating protest groups. And I forgot what the book was called. I'm gonna look it up right now. So there's a whole element it. of two that I think is interesting where it complicates the idea of like activism, where you know, one of the characters is like talking about how she's okay with like not changing the world because she, spoiler alert, gets pregnant. And she's just kind of like, well, we can, I just focus on having this baby and like doing stuff for this kid as opposed to like just having to be like an activist and like change the world and stuff mm. like that, which I thought was like a neat bit of nuance um, that. Yeah. The, oh yeah. The, sorry. The book was subversives, the FBI's war on student radicals uh, and Reagan's rise to power. So it's like, I don't know. I find that stuff fascinating personally, I guess. Um, and I feel like yeah. this game tackles it like i mean it does it's not like perfect it's not a perfect game by any means but i feel like it's more fascinating than most games that try to tackle those sorts of subjects i think some of the stuff that i'm talking about is mostly it mostly has to do with the writing the writing and the acting where with the writing i feel like there's a lot of lines in there that are like they they don't want you to get the wrong idea like they want you to know that like the person who wrote this game knows like what the woke thing is so that you mm. don't mistake it for like this problematic character reflects badly on the ro- the problematic person who wrote that character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess I can see that. That's yeah. such like a weird nitpick, but I it comes across to me like quite a bit in the game where it's almost like this. Don't worry, like I know what the right thing is here and this character is doing a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? Or like this is the real principle, but this is how this character feels about it. You know, like there's a lot of those kinds of things that I'm detecting in this game that are just kind of they're just kind of off putting to me, I guess. But I don't know if that's just me. Listeners, uh, folks who are in the bad end discord. Give me a shout out about how you feel about that. (laughs) I will say I feel like the acting is pretty good across the board. I think uh, Carrie Bechet, is that her name? The one from Halt and Catch Fire. I think she's definitely the best one in it. She's the blonde. She's the wife. Oh, the blonde. I feel like she's pretty, she's pretty good. Good. The main guy yeah. is eh, kind of mad. He's a little corny. He's a little, he's a corny. little corny. Yeah, he's a little. Yeah, like, like there's there's times where I was like cringing a little bit. Like when he's talking in particular to like <laughs> the girl in the protest thing. I was like, 
Well, and she's like a baby. She's like perceived to be like 18 or 19, right? She's oh, yeah, supposed yeah, to be yeah. super young. And it's like, that's a little gross because you have like a daughter and stuff. That's just and his like, character. I don't know how he, and how he talks to her just grosses me out. It's just like very annoying man. I don't know how to like, just like goofy. He comes like across to me way. as like dude delivering a monologue. Like, yeah, like it's an audition. Yeah type delivery where it's like very profound he's he's definitely the weakest role and it's so funny because he's in the most of it it's like the whole thing cycles around yeah. him but all the women in it are really good i agree i'm trying to think of and one then, that's not great but i agree with you yeah but he's just like he's fine like i think he's fine you know but i don't like like i think the others were much better. there's a scene where he, he's playing like a, an arcade shooting game like a time crisis type thing Oh and my I just god! Is yeah, cracking yeah, I know, up because he's li- the way he's moving the gun is like very not, like yeah. It's like have you ever played one of these games before, dude? That's not how it works. He's just firing god, the gun. That for scene like is really corny because they're like, "Wow, straight. how'd you learn to shoot like that?" Yeah. And he's like, "I, don't I was know. in Boy Scouts." He says, "Yeah." It's like, uh, "Come <laughs> it's on, like so- bro! I fell off my bike." Uh, it had yeah. done I think he winks at the camera too after because like so what he does is like he sets up the camera as a sort of like secret like he's trying to be stealthy because he's like infiltrating this group order so he has like he just sets up his phone somewhere and records it and he'll do like these winks and like nudges too when he like turns off the camera when they walk away which I find kind of funny and it's like very intentional but it's just like so hokey I don't know he does it's- well in scenes where he has to like yell at people I think yeah yeah no there's sick. like i think you feel the anger you're like yeah. yeah this is intense he's like don't say a word about the and it's like all of a sudden he's a good actor you're like whoa yeah yeah it's like whoa he's the dude from the uninvited you know how to do this good ass movie <laughs> i don't i don't recognize like any of the actors that ava yeah, chick is a cutie pie she is really cute she's she was on x-men apparently really attractive yeah, person the new the new Very attractive person yeah uh I hope she's not that young in real life, but she probably is. She's probably in her twenties or something. Uh, and Carrie Bechet's in Haunt Catch Fire. Uh, the other girl's from Westworld. That's all I know. Uh, she's from the webcam girl. I knew I rec- I was like I recognize this actress yeah. from somewhere. God, she's in it. Westworld. Yes. that's all I know. I she's pretty good too. I think she's like she flips a lot of accents. I, I think, think medium wise, like this is. I want to see more games do this kind of thing too. Cause yeah, I think we've been seeing games try to like explore new ways to tell stories. And this isn't, you know, speci- it's not necessarily new because her story exists and was done by the same dude. But I like the idea of telling stories through video in a way that's like interactive and you, you're kind of, there's not much to separate this from say like a TV show, right? Where you're just watching a set of videos and getting a story from that it's kind of not happening in chronological order because you're watching these videos in the order that you discover them on the computer. Um, but that interactive element is interesting because it feels like you're discovering the story on your own and it feels like you're kind of, it adds to that like kind of voyeuristic element where you're like, I'm looking at something that I should not be. I'm encroaching on these people's privacy. I'm seeing these very dark moments in people's lives and I think a lot of TV makes you feel like that using specific, you know, techniques, whether it's like a found footage thing, mockumentary, what have you. But the idea of like finding that stuff yourself 
which I think separates this game from a type of, of mockumentary is cool because it ju- it just adds to that sense of like, I am looking in as a fly on the wall in into something that I shouldn't be. And I'm like, yeah, looking at these people's very private lives and what's going yeah. on there. And it feels gross yeah. too. Like there's even like a, like a scene with two people masturbating to each other and it's like very uncomfortable to watch. And I just fast forwarded through it because I was like, I don't want to watch this. Mm. I don't feel I didn't right. See that? I don't think. Oh, buddy. I'm gonna have to. Oh, t- I'm gonna type in masturbation when I get back. <laughs> I actually don't think they say that, but I don't remember how I stumbled <laughs> on it. But I was like, oh no, oh no, like when it was like happening. Katie typed uh, boobs. Then, she yeah, typed I typed sex. Yeah, I typed all the gross words, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like. Porn. Baby's first porn search when you just type a just sex word into Google Boobs. and hope something pops up. Man Ass. kissing lady. Thongs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Something dumb. Uh, yeah. They, they, uh, there's just one scene. I'm surprised there's a lot more, but it's probably like they're probably like, we got to do one because that would happen if you had access to these people's things. But it's like so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. Hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> and you fast forward for three no minutes. <laughs> They're still saying it. I haven't seen one of I'm those. I'm trying to think of like, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to think of what other growth. There's just like some uncomfortable personal stuff. And I feel like that it does a good job of making you not feel good watching that stuff. It did, like, I felt like a detective. I felt like really accomplished when I finished the game, which felt wrong also. But it's also like. It, they do a good job of making these videos feel very like like real, like their personal shit that you're looking at. Like you're watching this, you're watching like a family drama unfold, but also it's like political intrigue and like all this. There's like so many layers of different types of stories in it, and I think it does a largely really good job of displaying all those types of stories in like a interesting way. I feel like those scenes where stuff happens that's unexpected or like when shit gets real in the like one out of every 30 videos you watch those hit different you know what i'm saying like it's not just an intense sequence it's like oh shit like it's it this is happening like i found something and i'm not supposed to be looking at this like oh shit this is where it happens like it has this weird snuff filmy quality to it where it's like you're you're looking at something intense (laughs) that you shouldn't be and i i said that before but it it, i'm it just it's a different it's different than like if you are watching this in a film and it's cut together in a way that it's like you're supposed to be watching this scene because I put it here. It, it feels more organic and that makes it a little bit more impactful, I think, when you come upon those. Yeah. Yeah. Like I like I think I still think the mystery and her story is a better one. I think it's like a more con- that's a like a tighter game. And I feel like the scope of telling lies kind of hurts it a little bit. But I think. Her story, like, doesn't, like, Telling Lies is more compelling in a this is fucked up sense of, like, these are personal videos and, like, it's more impact. Yeah, it's, like, more impactful in that way. Whereas, like, her story is, like, you can watch an interrogation anywhere. It's not impactful in the way you're, what was novel about the game was figuring out the mystery through the, like, the interface means. And I feel like Telling Lies kind of flips that a little bit and, like, widens it a lot. Yeah. What else have you been playing? Oh, buddy, I've been playing. <laughs> I've been playing a lot, but I've been playing Ancestors, the Humankind. Oh, okay, wait. From 
I, Patrice Desolet. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I name. didn't play this game, but I want to hear the bass because this thing looks oh, bonkers. This game is bonkers. That's like pretty much like how I describe it. I think I gave it like a 2.5 <laughs> in my review uh, because it's also hella buggy. Uh, so I would not recommend playing it right now until there's some bugs. It's coming to console later, later this year. So like once those bugs are ironed out, maybe play it because it's very fascinating. So it's a game where you are basically playing through the stages of human evolution in Africa 10 million years ago. You're playing as a, hom- a clan of hominids, which are basically apes that became us eventually, human beings, homo sapiens, as it, as it were. Uh, you start out as a one, or the opening cutscene, you see all these animals in the jungle, you know, life's happening, you know, snakes are eating things, and then a tiger eats a snake, a giant python, and then you're a, ba- you're a mom ape, or dad ape, I guess. And you have a baby on your back, and then a giant bird swoops in, kills the parent, then you're the baby, and you have to go hide. And then you turn <laughs> it, you, when you hide, you successfully hide, you switch to a, another hominid, I'm just gonna say ape, because it's easier than saying hominid, another ape in your camp, and your camp has to go out, and then they use all of their senses to navigate. So you have sight, obviously, you can look around, you see what's what's in your area. Do you have, like, a nut in a tree? Do you have, like, fruit on the in a tree? I don't know. Like, you look around. You also have to hear, so you can hear sounds of predators, but also other monkeys are in the environment. Like, cause there's, like, monkeys there, or apes. I'm saying monkeys. Monkeys and apes are not the same thing. Uh, there are <laughs> apes in the environment that you can recruit to join your clan. Uh, this game sounds crazy the more I talk about it. Uh, and then you can also smell. So you can smell, like, you can smell the fruit. You can smell, like, a plant, maybe a medicinal plant. Like, if you break your bones, if you eat this green grass, you can heal your bones for some reason. Doesn't make any sense. But, you know, that's how it works in Ancestors. Uh, and, yeah, it's, it's a very complicated game, and it doesn't tell you how to do anything. You figure it out all yourself, so, which is the interesting thing about it. Is it the type of thing where, like, if you have a broken bone, you're like, I need to get healed, I want to eat something, but then if you eat something... You'll, you might, like, die of poisoning or something like that? Oh, you could definitely die by poisoning. You could die by, like, anything in the environment. You could be minding your own business and a giant bird swoops down and just knocks you out the tree and you're fucked. Hmm. It's, like, it's a fucked up game. It's brutal. It's brutal out there, which makes sense because I guess, like, you know, 10 million years ago, danger's everywhere. Uh, but, yeah, it's also, like, the more you play, the smarter you get. So it's, like, the more I'm, like... If I'm going into a new area, I'm using my, I'm listening around. I make sure there's no predators. I'm smelling. You never know because you can smell predators too. Uh, and like this more, I guess, smarter you play. And like, I don't know. It's like, it's a game where you're kind of learning how to do things through action. So like I found a nut in a tree and then I examined it and I was like, oh, what do I do with this? And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to hold A to use it. And I rub it on my body. And it's like, okay, that will heal me if I'm bleeding. And then, like, when you see that, it will, like, pop up. Like, okay, that's, like, the thing you use when you're, like, bleeding. Because you could bleed to death if you get attacked. Uh, and then with, like, f- there's certain foods that you have to, like, develop a tolerance for. Like, eggs. If you eat an egg, you get sick the first time. You don't die from it. But, you get like, your vision gets, like, a little messed up. And your senses are a little altered. Uh, and then there's like, there's like mushrooms too. I think it's also like that. Uh, and it's just like, there's like all these systems going on 
And you also have to be recruiting new apes to your clan to make your like family bigger. And you have to be moving your settlement. So your like whole goal is basically to explore this giant world. And the world's so big. It's like way bigger than I expected. Uh, and you can like found a new settlement. But you the thing that sucks is you can't like you can establish a new settlement, like a new pl- like home base, basically. But you can't just like tap a button and your whole clan's there. You have to go back to your old one and migrate them to the new area. So you're constantly, and that's dangerous too, because now it's like now you have more monkeys just like out in the wild, just like up for predators. So it's like <laughs> you will run into some shit because they're stupid. They're like very stupid, and then it's like. Okay, do we, like, intimidate or do we just leave this ape behind? Are they just, like, fucking dead weight? Do we just, like, kill them? Like, fuck it. Like, <laughs> there's, like, a lot. You have to, like, make sacrifices. And it's hard. It's sad, you know? There's, like, time- there's, like one time where it's, like, this ape that was my partner that had fathered two of my children, you know? And then just, they got attacked by, like, His name a was tiger. Sylvester. <laughs> we spent many a summer together on right, the shores. Right, Like, we mated twice. <laughs> Which is like the precise amount of times before you're not fertile anymore. It was Damn, just very, it was very sad, team? right? Shoot your shot, 2019, yeah, baby. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like I was like, "Damn, no, there's my mate, and he's going." And I was like, "You know what? I'm just he's just dead. I'm just not gonna. It's not worth it." Like, and yeah, he he was bleeding, and then I had to go find a nut, and then by the time I got back, he had already died, <laughs> which is kind of sad. That's sad, uh, but. Yeah, there's like, I don't know. And then, so when you. This sounds way better than the 2.5, by the way. No, it plays like shit. It's not fun. (laughs) Um, Everywhere, like, there's just like bullshit. There's like invisible predators that I keep hitting in bugs. There's like other. There's just like, I. I hit bugs that all like halted my progress. And it's just like the bugs just make this unplayable. And also, it gets really repetitive. So, like, Here's the cool thing about it. So you have like these evolutionary traits. So you could like the more you when you carry babies on your back, like you can carry up to two babies on your back at a time. And you can I guess you can travel, I think, with more than one ape or yeah, you can. Um, But I don't know if like having more babies with you, like quadruples or like more times, like the amount of experience points you're getting. Because you can only get experience points if you have a baby with you because they're like absorbing the knowledge. It's like neuronal uh-huh. energy. So it's like interesting. So it's like there's always that risk because if you if a baby dies, then it's like, well, fuck, I just killed a baby. Your experience points. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's like <laughs> you when you get you, you can like lock on points and then you can move forward a generation, which moves back forward, I think, 15 months to or no, 15 years uh, into like so the all the babies in your clan will be the adults and all the adults will be the elders and all the elders will die. So it's kind of like you're kind of like strategizing like you want to have like a good amount of babies in your clan before you move forward a generation because you got to be like killing the elders. You got to be like making these people the adults, elders, and you also want enough so they can mate with one another and then you can have like way more babies. And you're kind of like moving that process up and up and over time. Uh, but also once you move forward a generation and you're in your settlement and it's like some other thing. You can evolve. So when you evolve, you're moving forward like thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Uh, Sometimes a million. I think my first one was like almost a million years I moved forward in time. Uh, And you have to sit through this very long sequence that tells you like all the traits that your, 
I guess, lineage have unlocked or whatever, have like discovered naturally through your like how you played the game. So it's like my first evolution, I think, was like 65,000 years faster than science determined they evolved, which is that was really cool and interesting. I was like, oh, cool. I'm smarter than they were back then. Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> but my second one, I was like 100,000 years behind because I just like rushed through it and didn't like take my time with it. So it's like this really fascinating like cycle. And like as as you evolve, the world evolves too. Like the the like the like I had settled down in the settlement and it was like super dry. There's like a dead tree in the middle and there's like predators everywhere. And then like a few thousand years in the future or whatever, like a couple of dozen thousand years, it was like this huge like beautiful, like there's grass everywhere, the tree had like blossomed. It was like super lively and different and so had like the whole area like the world changes every time you evolve but the downside is like everything else is still the same like you're still seeing the same you're still using the same plants and roots and seeds you're still like seeing the same predators like there's like not much else evolving like you you don't even change like look really like you could walk on two feet if you have the ability for it but like that's like it and i kind of wish there was more of like a tangible difference in like that like i wish like as i was evolving i actually felt like not just my clan was evolving but the world too like the the creatures in it because they all just like look the same and they all attack the same like it's like didn't feel different mm. so like after like 20 something hours i just kind of bounced because i it wasn't changing 20. enough for me God, uh dude apparently there's like an end point i guess when you reach 10 million years in the future but I don't you become know a human like. and then you vote <laughs> I don't Donald think you Trump do. as president and then you set <laughs> humankind back eight, 85,000 years of evolution. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's like a fascinating game. It is really interesting. It's really obtuse and I really respect it, but it plays like shit. I don't enjoy playing it at all. I don't. I wish there's more. I wish it wasn't as repetitive as it is. Like, it's a survival game at its core. That's pretty much like, I don't know. It's a survival game that kind of feels like Assassin's Creed in movement. So it's kind of clunky. I don't know. It's like you swing around a lot and that's pretty cool. But I don't know. It's a strange game. It's weird. It's a hard to recommend game because I don't think it's in playable shape right now. At least from what I've played. It's like super, so many bugs. It and seems really strange. It's bizarre. And frustrating, but also cool. Also cool. Yeah, it's yeah. really weird. It's like, I, like it has balls, you know? Like, games don't yeah. have balls. That game has balls. Cajones. Cajones, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, what a trio of games we talked yeah. about on this episode. Yeah. Is there anything else going to games that you feel like talking about i can't even think of what else i've been playing a game for review river city girls that embargoes up thursday but i've seen reviews so i think the embargo actually might already be up but like we just didn't get our code tool late because of packs so i'm playing it now i don't have any opinion on it yet really it's it's river city ransom but cute girls i don't know (laughs) (laughs) what's up with uh um astral chain did you play that no, no. Maybe I'll check that. that out. Maybe not. Yeah, not. I'm like. So Ju- we had Julie Muncy, friend of the show. Uh, she reviewed it for us at US Gamer, and she was really up on it. She's like, thinks it's like a lot of fun, pretty good. 
Um, it's from the gameplay director of Nier Automata, which I find interesting. So from what I've heard, it plays like very similar to Nier Automata rather than a traditional action Platinum Games game. So take that as you will. I think it's like one of those games I'll play when it's like on sale one day. Like I'm not like dying to play it per yeah, se. Yeah, same. But I'm curious about it. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I've, oh yeah. I've been playing Wilmot, Wilmot's Warehouse, which seems like a very Kyle game, weirdly enough. It's like a... Oh, I want to play that. Like Let's the, talk about that next episode. Yeah, it's good. It's good as fuck. I, it's but it's like my I'm go I'm falling asleep type game. Like I literally fell asleep with my Switch next to me while playing it the other day. And what I'm is like, it? Oh. What? What is it? Walmart's Warehouse. Yeah. Okay, it's a game where you organize shit. Like it's literally an organization game. Like you have these times things. You have like a truckload, <laughs> a shipment. And then you have like three minutes to organize your shit and you have like a giant warehouse. It's like a just basically just like a, a giant rectangle and you can organize things however you want by color. I do it by like theme. So I have like a music corner. I have a pattern corner. I have toys and I have food and I have fruit and I have like all these like cor- I'm like by like I guess I- genre is the wrong word, but you know, by like subject by thing i i organize that way uh and then when the three minutes are up you have like a minute and a half to get customers what they're asking for so it's like they could want like three tambourines and two soups so you got to grab three tambourine tiles from your section there and then two soups and then like the more you play the more you like upgrade like how much you can carry at a time uh you also can unlock this cool like time lapse feature which is rad as fuck um at the like very end but like each run is kind of unique because you're kind of like playing at your own pace uh and organizing your own way like i'm already kind of want to like start over and do a different organization uh method but you can also like reorganize in like between each like chapter i guess i don't know if they're really chapters but you can kind of you have like an unlimited amount of time to just kind of reshuffle if you need to or want to which i find really helpful because what happens a lot of times I just kind of get lazy. So I just start dropping shit everywhere. I'm just like, fuck it. Like I'm just throwing this here and I'm, for my clear path to go up and down. Uh, I don't know. It's a really cool game. It's on Switch and shit. And I love it. I love organizi- organizing. Organizing. Whatever. Organizing. Organizing. Oh, uh, man. Inventory assortment. The game. It's great. I don't know. Like, I love organizing shit. Like, I'm a, I'm an obsessive planner. Like, I keep three, like, written planners because I'm weird. I just reorganized my bathroom. I got, like, bins and shit, and I put labels on where things go. Uh, my boyfriend loves me. <laughs> I mean, I'm into it. I'm into it. I, I'll play this game. Let's talk about yeah. the next step. Yeah, let's do it. It's fun. Highly recommended. For now, you got a wrap? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. That's right. it. <laughs> well, this has been Bad End Podcast, episode 55. Thanks again for listening, folks, and tuning in. Um, you can join our Discord if you subscribe to our Patreon. You can find that at patreon.com slash badend. Uh, in the meantime, you can also email us at badendpod at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at badendpodcast. Rate us and review us on iTunes, and we will see you in a couple of weeks. Later.